This just in, new data on charitable giving from Giving USA. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school. I'm joined today by my colleague, Dr. Anna Pruitt. Anna is the managing editor of Giving USA, the flagship research publication at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. And Anna, hot off the press, the new data on charitable giving. This is always a big moment but especially now that these data are taking a look at what happened in the year 2020 amidst a worldwide pandemic. What do the data show? Absolutely, Bill. Thank you for giving that context. So I don't think any of us need our memories jogged, but 2020 was absolutely a tumultuous year. There were lots of new events and challenges. And what we saw in our data is that giving reached a record $471.44 billion in 2020. That represents a 5.1% growth rate over the year 2019. And when you look at that in terms of you know, current dollars, what about when we adjust for history? What does this uh, dollar amount mean in inflation-adjusted dollars since prices change from one year to the next? Absolutely. And we're still seeing a very strong growth rate of 3.8% when we adjust for inflation, um, which is always something that's good to see. And I'm excited to be here with you today to dig into um, what drove that growth. Why are we seeing growth in a year when we had this really uneven um, kind of tumultuous landscape? Well, let's look first at the sources of the charitable giving. Uh, Giving USA looks at individuals, foundations, and corporations. What does this year's report show? Sure. So individuals, um, we saw growth actually for three of those four sources of giving. So um, individuals, foundations, and bequests all grew. Um, As you well know, individuals are the largest share of giving, representing 69% of the total. And and that category grew by 2.2% in current dollars. Um, Where we really saw growth skyrocketing was in giving by foundations, which grew 17% over the previous year. And foundations also represented 19% of the share of total giving, And when we look at that over history, that's the largest share of total giving that we've ever seen foundations represent. So in that respect, 2020 was really great year for um, foundation giving. Um, What we're also seeing, bequests grew 10.3%. The only source where we did not see that growth was corporations, which um, declined by 6.1%. So three of those four sources, individuals and the bequests that they make, and then thirdly, foundations, really driving this record amount of charitable giving in 2020, uh, even though corporations in constant dollars uh, dropped by about 6%. What about the recipients of these dollars, Anna? There are nine subsectors that are reported in Giving USA each year. Was these, uh, gain, were these gains equally distributed amongst the nine? Did some subsectors benefit more than others? What do the data show? What we really saw here is uh, good growth for seven of the nine subsectors. Um, Something that is pretty impressive about that is that we actually have five subsectors that grew uh, by 9% or more. So there was some strong growth on the subsector side. However, there were two areas that did not see growth, specifically arts, culture, and humanities organizations that saw a decline of 7.5% and health organizations that saw a decline of about 3%. Now, Anna, that's an interesting finding. The arts subsector, the humanities subsector, sadly, typically can languish during an economic downturn. 
But one might hear like, hmm, in the middle of a worldwide health pandemic, the health data went down. What do you see in those data? What is your analysis on why that could be the case? This is a great question. And I think one way to think about it is that the pandemic didn't just impact one area of our lives. It impacted many areas of our lives. And one of the ways it really impacted things is that in-person events were canceled. We saw that impact the arts sector as well. So there were a lot of arts organizations that lost their entire seasons and their entire opportunity to raise funds from people coming into events. Um, there are also a lot of health organizations that have walkathons, runs, those kind of charitable activities um, where they raise dollars um, from the participants, where the participants are doing that fundraising. And a lot of those events um, really were challenged in 2020. So we saw mid-year reports from places like the American Cancer Association that reported losses in by mid-year 2020. So those health organizations that were not focused immediately on responding to the COVID-19 pandemic, of which there are many, may not have seen the same kind of support as some of those more, uh, those health organizations that were more immediately focused. So those are some of the things um, that we are seeing around the field, but we're also seeing this result play out across other data sources. So Blackbaud's charitable giving report found that medical research declined more than any other subsector in their report, as did giving to their health organizations, which declined at a similar rate to what we found in Giving USA. So this is really a result that we're seeing around the field as well as in our data. And I'm just speculating with you here. I wonder if donors also saw a huge government influx of dollars in the health side, you know, the COVID tests, quote unquote, were free, uh, you know, different things like that, if they thought perhaps the uh, philanthropic need was not there. Again, just, just speculating there. Overall, a uh, 5% increase in current dollars, about a 3.8% increase after we adjust for inflation is how dramatic the increases were in 2020. So, uh, Anna, I know, and just as your last answer, my speculation revealed, the data don't always speak to us clearly as to why, but you've been in this work a long time. Amidst a worldwide pandemic, a once-in-a-century phenomenon, uh, and not just the, the health challenges, but the economic challenges across the globe. How in the world do we have a record number for charitable giving in the year 2020 in the United States? So, Bill, I think something that's really important to remember is that even though 2020 was this unprecedented year, um, what we see is that the factors that we know impact charitable giving continue to impact charitable giving. So, for instance, we know the health of the stock market, the health of the economy, have a big impact. One of the things that we saw is that the S&P had a turnaround about halfway through the year and ended up growing 16.3% over the previous year. All of the forms of giving that are based on assets and asset growth are going to benefit from that stock market growth. So that's one area where we know this is a factor that's really consistent and we see it showing up again here. Similarly, um, although on the other side, GDP did not grow. GDP did start to turn around again at the end of the year with things like the announcement of the vaccine and some of those um, and the influx of dollars from the CARES Act. Um, however, it still ended negative. GDP declined by 2.3%. And we see that impacting things like corporations. Corporate pre-tax dollars also declined. One of those other factors driving that decline in corporations. 
So we have really the health of the stock market, one bucket. Secondly, legislation. We know that that has an impact and the CARES Act really helped boost the economy in lots of different kinds of ways, including that it grew things like personal income, which without the CARES Act would have been negative according to some research. So we know that the CARES research or that CARES Act did help elevate some of those economic factors. And then finally, something that we know impacts charitable giving is unforeseen events and circumstances. So that th that's things like natural disasters. And that's also things like COVID-19. Obviously, it's a much broader scale um, than what we're typically seeing. Um, as you mentioned, it's a once in a century pandemic, um, but it is an unforeseen event that, drive, that helps drive charitable giving. So what we had in 2020 was really several of the factors that we know impact charitable giving um, lining up. So people respond to unforeseen events and disasters, right? We know that people wanted to respond philanthropically to COVID-19 relief, as well as to things like the racial justice movement. And thanks to the boost in the end of the year stock market, a lot of people had greater capacity to respond to those challenges. Anna, that's wonderful analysis. You know, human behavior is very complex. There's never just one reason. Many factors come together in all sorts of walks of life, including with charitable giving. And, you know, here we are on this podcast with the fundraising school. As you look at these data, a record total despite the pandemic, uh, what does this say about the work of fundraisers? There's no doubt that some gifts came unannounced, unexpectedly. People out of altruism or other reasons, just contacting a nonprofit they were aware of and, and sending their gift. Uh, but obviously, a lot of this comes through the work of fundraisers. What do you think about these folks who, you know, the pandemic hits, they wonder if their nonprofit might even is going to survive or survive in its current form and yet continue to do their work and their role in making this record happen? Well, I'll tell you, I'm inspired by the resiliency of the nonprofit sector in the last year. As someone who's always paying attention to the data, um, one of the things that I see is all of the different studies that come out over the course of the year. And as you mentioned earlier, we had a bad you know, prognosis in March, April, May, what people thought might happen. It was quite a negative picture. And you know, fundraisers were not deterred by that. They had to say like, okay, well, we have to keep going. We have to keep reaching out to people. We have to keep contacting people. And it turns out that that investment seems to have really been a great idea because for a lot of people, they were able to pivot. And those organizations where fundraisers were already doing the work, reaching out to their constituents, they were well-prepared to um, benefit from the fact that people were able to give. I think something that's also really different than what we've seen, for instance, in uh, the Great Recession is that people didn't slow down with their asks. And also uh, what we saw in the data is that donors gave to uh, COVID-19 relief and racial justice giving for almost all of the subsectors. So that means that um, unlike something like a natural disaster, where we typically see the largest dollar amounts going only to human services or potentially, you know, community foundations, we're really seeing a widespread effort where people want to support um, the organizations that they might be giving to already, um, but through this new facet of COVID-19 relief. So I think that there's really an element of the importance of um, fundraisers pivoting quickly and also, you know, doing the most important thing you can do, which is being in contact with your donors 
and, and giving them an opportunity. An area in particular that I'd like to talk about is planned giving. This is something I think um, people feel a little wary about talking about given the pandemic that we've seen, you know, the vast number of Americans who perished as a result of COVID-19. Um, but one of the things we really saw in that data as we looked through it and we looked through that increase in uh, requests last year is that a lot of organizations didn't stop asking. And in fact, what they saw is that donors wanted that. They wanted to make plan gifts. A lot of them were reaching, a lot of donors were reaching out to say, hey, I need to get this lined up. This is something I want to take care of. This is something that is important to me and I do want to prioritize this. So for instance, the platform Free Will saw a 600% increase in the number of people who signed up for online wills in 2020 versus 2019. Wonderful analysis, Anna. And I want to ask you one more question about this year's data report. And, you know, each year it's a wonderful time when we announce the Giving USA data. Uh, and we look at that particular year and this year more than ever because of the historic nature of 2020. But it's just a snapshot of one year. And it's always interesting to see what the trends are. And this now continues what is now a seven year trend of the highest level of charitable giving in U.S. history, or at least as long as Giving USA has been publishing. And people might say, well, you know, it gains from one year to the next. Well, if you look after the Great Recession, there's actually quite a severe drop for a few years. And it took a few years to restore. Even with the pandemic, we're on this seven-year trend of record giving in the United States. I'm just curious what your thoughts are, not just on this one year, but when you kind of take a step back and look at the last six, seven years overall, what the data are telling you. Yeah, so one of the things that we're seeing, as you acknowledge, Bill, is big growth across the board. So foundations have grown for 10 consecutive years. Giving by foundations has grown for a straight decade. And we know that that's closely linked to the stock market and the growth that we've seen in that area. Um, Giving by individuals has grown in four out of five of the last years. Uh, We're really seeing that growth kind of across, almost across the board. And similarly, even if we look at the two-year change for the subsectors, we're seeing positive growth. So even those subsectors that had a decline in the previous year, you know, we're not seeing that as when we look at that two-year trend. So the growth, which we know is closely linked to the stock market and to some of those economic factors, you know, I think that it tells fundraisers, hey, this is something you should be paying attention to. Maybe you didn't get into fundraising, with the excitement to look at what's happening with the GDP, what's happening with the S&P, but it's a reminder that this is really important and this is an ongoing trend that we're seeing. The point that Anna raised earlier is so important. Your relationship with your donors and your ability to attract new donors and then stay in relationship with them is always going to be the leading factor in your success with fundraising. However, we can learn from the data of charitable giving behavior, how the economic data can influence charitable giving behaviors, and the Giving USA report does just that. The executive summary is available free of charge through our school's website at philanthropy.iupui.edu. Now, if you add forward slash the fundraising school, you learn about our public courses, our custom training, uh, all of these podcasts, these free weekly podcasts are archived on that website. You'll also hear more about our quarterly webinars. Uh, And again, here in the United States, as health regulations are changing, more of our courses are going in person in more U.S. cities, while, of course, we maintain a strong presence online with virtual courses, as well as courses that are taught 
asynchronous. Again, all this available at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. Dr. Anna Pruitt is the managing editor of Giving USA uh, and a key member of our research team at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. Our producers today, Jennifer Boffman and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the fundraising school. Thank you.